Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. To have her on. Okay, no more talking. Please help me welcome tonight, Jenny Weaver. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you so much for that introduction. Oh my gosh. I'm over here like, I'm about to cry. I'm so honored to be here. I'm excited to have you on, Jenny. And I want to say this, guys. I was thinking in my head, you know, what does Jenny Weaver do? But then I thought, after I thought of all the stuff you do, Jenny, I was thinking, what does Jenny Weaver not do? I mean, you're a (laughs) businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, you're a worship leader, you're a preacher, you're a wife, you're a mother, and you do, you do everything. If you're on her page, she has a school, she has, she teaches how to do Facebook, she teaches how to run, I mean, she teaches everything. She is the, if you need a life coach, a a, a Holy Ghost filled (laughs) coach, Jenny Weaver is the one. Jenny, we're so excited to have you on. I really appreciate you being here. I really feel like, Jenny, that if there's ever been a time for us to talk about the supernatural, to talk about breaking witchcraft, what you've been doing, teaching on Friday nights on deliverance and breaking the power of the enemy, something I feel like God has been calling me to do. It's the, the reality is this, guys, right now, as we're on here, as we're live, as she's about to share her testimony of coming out of witchcraft, homelessness, and drug addiction, there's people practicing witchcraft right now as we speak. This is not some Yoo-Hoo movie horror stuff. This is the reality of right now in America. People are practicing just as we gather to break the power. They're gathering to cast spells and to cast spirits and to really control this nation, control the church. And I'm telling you guys, the days of our once a month little Christian Starbucks latte Bible studies are over. It's time that we as the body of Christ get more dedicated than the witches and the warlocks. It's time for us to start getting serious. I really believe, Jenny, we need to stop taking this so lightly. The only one, guys, that wants us to take the supernatural, the spiritual warfare, and deliverance lightly is the devil. That's the only person that wants us to not talk about it, that wants us to take it lightly and not do videos on it. Jesus said this, when people are casting out demons, don't stop them. Don't stop them from doing deliverance. Don't stop them from talking about that. Let it happen. And so Jenny, I just want to say, I'm so excited to have you on. I would love for you just to share your story about how God delivered you. Don't spare any details. Take your time. You know, I know I know there might be some stuff and I'll just tell the audience here that might be a little bit explicit or graphic, but listen, we're all we're most of us are adults in here. If you have kids in the room, just viewer discretion is advised because I don't want her to have to hold back anything. I believe tonight is a night where God wants to just break people out of this in Jesus name. It's going to be good. Yes, amen. Wow. You know, I feel the power of God already. I mean, I feel from the top of my head into the soles of my feet, the Holy Ghost moving already. So I know that God wants to deliver some people. I'm reading the comments. I see you guys commenting. I know there are some desperate people that need to be delivered. And I know that witchcraft has been wreaking havoc in people's lives. And I'm not Mm. talking about heathens. I'm not talking about people that don't know the Lord. I'm also speaking about Christians who are on the platform, off the platform, in church, out of church, backslidden, just got saved. I have seen this for myself. I have walked through this and I've come out of it. And I know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And so as you're watching and as you're listening, I'm just going to tell you what is going to happen. God is going to step into the place that you're at and he is going to deliver you with a mighty hand. 
And some of you may never experience this. You may have never seen this. Your church may not do this. But you may go through deliverance just from listening because the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. In fact, actually, let me correct myself. It says the truth will make you free. And so you're listening. Some of you may feel like you want to vomit. You may want to cough. You may want to, I don't know, yell, growl, and just don't get nervous. Don't get scared. Just be reassured right there when that begins to happen that God loves you so much that he's not going to leave you the way that you came into this life. I don't care if you're watching the replay. The blood of Jesus still works. So as I share, I'm trusting the Lord that he given this to Isaiah. He put this on Isaiah's heart. I know that this is a true actual revivalist. Isaiah loves the Lord. He loves God's people. And if God said for him to do this live, then God is going to do something right here in this live. And so I'm just excited and I am looking at the comments and I'm so excited that you guys are sharing. So thank you. When I was a young girl, I was let me just start in the beginning. I was actually born completely addicted to heroin. So the devil tried to kill me before I even got here. My mother was a heroin addict. My father was a heroin addict. And so the day that I was born, the enemy tried to take me out and was going through severe withdrawals. Um, and so my life story starts with just almost like a tragedy. Uh, it's just a horrific scene when you see a baby screaming and crying from withdrawals and my mother gave her life to Christ and my father also gave his life to Christ and then I was so I was brought up in a Christian home and the Christian home um, it looked one way it looked like church on Sunday but then at home there was a lot of abuse that was happening and I think you know, I, I love my parents. I'll just say that I love them. And I think they did the best that they could do because it was all that they knew to do. But they also didn't receive love. And so they didn't know how to express love. And so I'm one of eight children and I'm the second oldest. And so all of us kids were in the house and there was a lot of abuse. We would get whipped for the smallest, tiniest thing. If somebody broke something and nobody admitted it, it was line everybody up. My parents would line us all up and they would go get the cord, the cable cord from behind the television. And they would take the cable cord off the TV, the thickest one that you, that's why you get cable. And we would be whipped with that. And to me, it hurt and it bruised me. But even worse than that was seeing my little brothers screaming, um, being held upside down as infants and um, almost suffocated my father would blow in their mouth he hated babies crying and so I lived in this life and I began to hate myself I began to feel like why are you here you're just another mouth to feed you're the problem everybody hates you and so what the enemy was doing was the enemy started to work on me the spirit of rejection feeling like I was abandoned unloved some of you feel that right now as grown people and so I remember going to school and being bullied. Around age of 13, I started to get vitiligo. And vitiligo, if you don't know, is white spots on your skin. And so I started to get vitiligo. And kids are not nice. Kids are very mean at times. And so I would go to school from the time I got to school to the time I left. Kids were bullying me. They'd pull my hair. They would beat me up in the, in the hallway. They would call me all kinds of names, dog spot. I mean, everything you could think of. And then I would go home to a place of safety and be beat and be ridiculed 
and fight with my family members, my brothers, my sisters. It was just torment. And so I remember when I got home one day from school and I had this overwhelming urge and it, it was almost like this, it was almost like voices. And they were saying, cut yourself. Now at this time, this was not a very popular thing. I'm a little older, okay? So this was not a very popular thing like you see it as now. At this time, it was a very shame thing. You, nobody was doing it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I cut myself. Like, it's kind of like normalized now. Back in the day, it was not. But I kept hearing, cut yourself, cut yourself, cut yourself, cut yourself. And really, it was kill yourself. And I remember getting a, just a pair of scissors that were laying around in my room. I closed my door and just sat down and just totally listened to this voice. And I started to cut my wrist. And at one point, I remember after doing this for so long, days, weeks, years of cutting, I had 56 cuts up my arm. My arm was ripped to shreds. It was like no skin, hardly at all, just cuts. I still have scars to this very day. And so this demon, and it is a demon, wanted to kill me. It wanted to kill me at birth, and it wanted to kill me at 13 years old. And so me wanting to be accepted and loved. I remember being in a group of girls at school and the movie The Craft had just came out. Watch how this all goes together. The movie The Craft just came out. My mother and father, remember, they were Christians. And so my mother forbid us from listening to any kind of, she would say, don't play demonic music. You're not listening to any, uh, anything that's not Christian. If you don't have Christian friends, you don't have any friends. If, you don't, if it's not Christian on TV, we weren't allowed to watch it. We couldn't watch Smurfs, The Simpsons, Alf, none of it. And so when this movie came out, I already knew I wasn't supposed to watch it. My mother let me go and spend the night at my friend's house, and I was able to watch it at a friend's house. And when I saw that movie, four witches in high school who were being picked on, like I was, who had broken homes like I had, and they began to come together and use witchcraft as a way to gain control and to have power. And I looked at it not like, ooh, that's bad. I immediately saw that it entered into my IV, it entered into my spirit, and I said, that's what I want to do. Not only did I, but my friends were there, and we were like, yes, let's do this. I, I, I quickly identified with it. That's why I tell people, be careful what you're watching. They just came out with a new craft. This is not a game, you guys. They had an actual witch that was doing spells on the scene, helping to keep it safe and doing all everything. Listen, you can go read the article. They, they speak it. They tell you themselves. I watched this movie, and then I would find myself going to stores and studying this. We had a store. It was a new age store in my hometown. It's probably still there. And you could go in this store and you could buy crystals and you could buy sage and you could get all kinds of books and you could get anything that you wanted to have um, any new age practice like healing. I want to be healed on the inside so you get all these crystals of protection and healing and this and that. And I thought it was the most fascinating thing I'd ever seen in my life. And so I'm in there literally stealing, putting in my backpack all these books. I'm opening books. I'm, I'm just completely full on into Wicca, Wiccan. That's what I was studying. And I swore off being a Christian. I never told my family. I just did this in secret with my friends. 
And I remember studying how to cast spells. And if I liked a boy and the boy did not like me, then that was an easy fix. I could easily just cast a spell and bind the person to me. That's what it was. So some of you are like, oh, this binding and loosening stuff ain't real. Listen, it is real. And when you do it with the blood of Jesus, you're doing it the right way. But when you go through another source, it is demonic and you're opening the door for the devil. And that's what I was doing. And so I began to cast spells and do incantations. And I remember wanting to murder my mother. I mean, intense feelings of murder and every kind of foul thing that you could think of began to come into my life. Suicide. I was still wanting to kill myself. Then I began to experiment with uh, alternative lifestyles and I swore off men and I said, now I have a girlfriend and this is my lifestyle. And I opened the door to everything that you could think of because I was broken. I was hurting. I had nobody that was going to say, ah, that's not what we do. And I was just out there doing whatever I wanted to do. I remember being so broken in school and just feeling like, I'm just going to die. I really just want to die. And I would lay in bed and I would, I would do everything that I knew to do. Even um, at many times I had taught myself how to do astral projection where I would literally leave my body and travel to other places trying to escape. I could fly through the air and see in different things and people's houses. And it was a very real thing. Not a fake thing, not a, oh, that's an imaginary thing. A very real realm. The demonic realm is very real, just as God is very, very real. And so I'm just wanting to make sure that everybody understands this because I think so many people are imbalanced and they just want to see God. And I just want to see angels. But God tells us not to be ignorant of the devil's schemes and his plans. We are to be aware. And so tonight I pray that this is an awakening for you as you're sharing, as you are getting delivered. Be awakened now in the name of Jesus. And so I remember just continuing to do witchcraft and about 17 years old, I was kicked out of my house. I got into a fight with my mom. I uh, made some bad choices being moved from my mom's to my dad's. I remember just being completely alone and my dad kicked me out. My mom had already moved. I had no place to go. I called all my friends on an actual pay phone. I remember in pay phones, we would just put the quarter in. I called my friends, can I please come stay with you? And they'd say, no, my, my parents said, you can't come here call the next friend. No, you can't come here. And it was getting later and later. And I realized at that moment, that was the first time that I ever thought I'm going to really not have a place to go tonight. I'm literally going to be out here. I don't, I don't have a place to go. I'm a young girl by myself. My family has just said, you're done, get out. And, um, I remember having my backpack and walking the streets and I put my hoodie over my head so that people wouldn't recognize that I was a girl. I tried to walk more manly so that I wouldn't get raped really. And I walked the streets and I found um, the opera house in my town and I jumped the fence and I slept at the opera house in the courtyard um, by myself. And so uh, for quite a long time, I was homeless. I didn't have a place to go. I was very ashamed. That means I didn't have a shower, guys. I was dirty. I was a throwaway in my mind. And I'm still practicing witchcraft. And I remember going to parties and getting drugs. People would give me drugs. And that's how I became a full-blown drug addict. I was a drug addict for nine years of my life. 
Um, I did heroin. I was severely addicted to heroin to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed with it. It would be by the table. I couldn't even get out of bed to go to the bathroom. I actually had to have the drug to have my body even function. If I didn't have the drug, I would hallucinate. And I remember telling this um, on the first time that I told this testimony on my life. I remember hallucinating so bad and withdrawing so, so terribly. I would scream like you could never even imagine. I would punch myself because the pain in my body. And I remember walking to the bathroom because if I just went into the shower, I could get some sort of relief from the pain. And I walked by the mirror and I looked in the mirror and I literally saw demons looking back at me. It scared me. And I, I like, dropped to the ground because I thought, oh my God, they're in there. Like I could see them growling back at me. And it was just a terrifying thing that I had gone through. I had a boyfriend at the time. I said, lock me up because I, you don't keep me in this room. Like I'm going to go use drugs and I need to get free. And he locked me in there. And after so many hours, I had bust through the window of a two-story house and I jumped off the roof. I stole the car and I went to get the drugs. It was that severe. And so this whole time I'm into witchcraft and um, drugs. I remember one time, um, let me back up because I went a little too fast. I was in a house with my friend at the time. Her name was Nicole. And Nicole came from a whole line of witches. Her mother was a witch, Wiccan. Her grandmother was into Wiccan and the whole line of them. And so I moved in with Nicole and Nicole began to really school me on witchcraft. And one of the very first things that we did um, when we got into this house, we moved in together, was we got into the house and we had bundles of sage and we burnt sage at the very tip and we went through and we put the sage all through the corners of the house to rid the house of evil spirits. So when I post on my page, you guys, burning sage is opening the door for the demonic realm. I know what I'm talking about. I don't care how they have wrapped it up today and said it's a disinfectant and this and that. Listen, when you're burning sage to purify the air and to purify from spirits, you are dibbling and dabbling in a place that you don't want to go. Listen, you better go get some Lysol because it is not worth it. I know what I'm talking about. And we would have these crystals out and we planted certain flowers and certain uh, rows and gardens to get evil spirits out. And all that did was open the door for every demon that you could imagine. And we would be in the house and we would take drugs and we would get in a circle and we would take drugs and we would, we would take the drugs for the purpose of opening up our spirits to this realm. And it, we weren't thinking that they were demons. We were thinking that they were gods and goddesses and we want the earth god and we want this deity and this one. And we wanted them to come in. And we would say, we're open, come in. And I remember one time blacking out. I don't know how long out for but I was blacked out in one room and when I got up I was in a totally another room I don't know how many days have gone by I didn't know where I was I was so out of it and I thought anything could have happened to me during this time I don't know there was a bunch of people around and so at this time when people were sleeping me and Nicole and other witches we were in the house conjuring up spells we were conjuring up spirits 
we were casting spells and drinking and partying and having fun. And it was a very real thing. So I love that when Isaiah preaches, he says, Christians can't even get up and go to a prayer meeting. But witches, we will stay up. They were staying up all night long. And I'm inviting people in, opening the door, saying, come on in. Warlocks, anybody, sorcerers, anybody could come in. And it was a whole free-for-all. And so that's how I lived my life, from a Christian home to a practicing witch on my way to hell and thought nobody cared about me and I'm going to die at any moment. And honestly, I didn't even care. I thought, let me just die because it would be better off for me to die than to live in this world the way that I am. I see your comments. You need prayer and we're going to pray. And so I lived this life and I got severely addicted to drugs and I'm going to just kind of give you the shorter version of it. But I remember just being so severely addicted and I got on methamphetamines. I was arrested several times. I was in and out of jail. My mom was always getting collect phone calls. And I, I just felt like, wow, I'm just the person in the family. I, I, I'm just the mess up. I'm just gonna be nothing like my dad. I'm gonna be nothing. And the enemy kept telling me this. And I would use all of this control. If I got into a situation, I knew how to manipulate and control. Uh, it seemed like everybody in the room to do whatever I wanted them to do. And, and God, he, he never forgot about me. He was right there. And I'm telling you, I remember being on meth, pregnant, five days not eating, pregnant now, and had, had not showered. I was up on, I didn't even know the time or the day. It was just crazy. And I remember just feeling like, wow, this is the end. Of, this was the end of the nine years and I'm pregnant and I can't stop using meth. I don't know what to do. And I'm, we're, we don't even have a home. We're in and out of hotels. This, my husband at the time was the meth dealer. We're in and out of hotels. We robbed people. We had our house shot up. I'm hiding behind the refrigerator as bullets are flying through the trailer walls. Um, we were putting people in trunks. Yes, little old me, kidnapping people, putting them in trunks to get the dope money, is what we call it. We wanted the dope money. We were taking people hostage and locking them up in the house with us. It was crazy. And all of that happened because of a door that opened when I was a very young girl and witchcraft came in. And it took me down a road that I could never even fathom, that I would never wish on anybody. And God kept me. Yes, that's right, Mary. God kept me. And I remember yelling out one night at the top of my lungs. I was so over it. I was like, this is, this is really rock bottom. And I remember singing, God, it was like that. It was like, oh, when I released that, it was like, I almost fell out because it was everything that I could say. It was everything that I could do. It was all I knew. I didn't have any eloquent words. I didn't have any kind of prayer technique. I just had to help me. I just had a God help me. And listen, at that moment, did I have any goosebumps? No, I didn't see lightning, not an angel, nothing happened, but God heard me. And right after that, I, listen, the sirens came for me. I was arrested. And I truly believe, looking back, that it was God's protection over my life, over little Cameron, who is 11 years old now, hallelujah, over Stephen. And I remember when those cops came into that room, I had been running from the police for 
I think about a year and a half hiding from the police. I remember they would come in and barge into places. I was so strung out and so tiny. I could get into a laundry basket and put the clothes on top of me and be still. And they would walk through and they wouldn't be able to find me. That's how drug addicted my body was. It was like nothing. I was like a stick. You think I'm skinny now? I'm thick now. And so God, he was really protecting me. And those cops bust in and they put Steven in a headlock and he took a bunch of dope and he actually swallowed tons of dope so that he wouldn't get caught with it. And they're holding up guns. To me, I'm on the bed like screaming and they're telling me to shut up. And it was a lot. And they're telling me not to move. And they're thinking that we're going to harm them. And, and that's, that was the end of the drugs in my life. And I remember just riding to jail and the cop talking to me about the Lord. And I never, ever used drugs from that point on. But the story, it goes on from there. Even though I had given my life to Christ. And even though I surrendered to a point, I, I got out of rehab. I went to jail. I told the judge, if you let me out, I'm going to use drugs. And so he granted me to go into a rehab. He said, that's very brave of you to say that. It sounds like you really want to get help. We're going to open up a bed for you to be at a women's rehab. And you're going to stay there for a year. You cannot leave. And if you leave, you're going to prison for 15 years. That was the sentence that was on my head. And so I gave birth to my daughter. I went straight into the rehab and I stayed there for one year. And I got out. And when I got out, I got into church. I got with, back with Stephen and we, had, we started to have our family. I got into church. And believe it or not, you guys, I was actually allowed on the worship team. And I want to tell this whole thing. I did it in two parts last time, but I got to tell it all because we have a lot of Christians on here. And thank you guys for sharing and keep sharing. Um, I, I got into church. I went for two weeks and I went up to the pastor. And I said, if you need help on the worship team, I'd love to help. Guys, I was completely demon possessed. And I'll tell you about the how I got delivered later. And you know what they said? They said, go ahead up on the platform. Bless their hearts. They, they didn't know, but I got to tell you in case you have a ministry and you don't know. And they put me up there. They heard my voice and they said, oh, she can sing. And at that time it was a small church, so they didn't really have any singers. So, you know, when you don't have any help, you just use who you got. And they put me up there and they ended up making me the worship leader after a certain amount of time. And I'm the worship leader and I'm completely possessed, full of devils, full demonized. On, off, around, every, they were all in me. And I'm, I mean, they were working. And the pastor would come to me and say, this Sunday, I would like you to do this. And I would respond to him, I'm not doing that. God didn't tell me that. I have to follow the Holy Spirit. And that's the kind of rebellion and disrespect that I had for godly authority. And I say, well, he doesn't understand that. I just can't sing these songs that he wants me to sing. I have to sing what God is telling me to sing. And I would totally blow off any kind of correction. I would not say sorry to my neighbor. I was offended. If you said, hey, your daughter's jumping around too much. I'm so offended. I'm offended at everybody and everything. I could not submit one to another. I certainly was not submitting to my husband. He would say, come here. And I would say, no, you come here. 
and I was living this hard life because I was brought up that way. I wasn't letting anybody in. I couldn't trust anybody. And so even though I'm now on a platform in the church, I was full of rebellion. I was full of hatred. I didn't submit. I wasn't obedient to God. And I had my own version of the Bible. I'd say, well, I'm not going to submit to my husband because he's not filled with the Holy Ghost. And if he's not filled, then I don't have to fulfill this part. So I now created what I call the Jenny Bible. And so that, that Bible is what I went by. Everything in my Bible said that I can do what I want and you're going to pay. Uh, you, you're going to get told off, but don't tell me off. I'm not going to listen to you, but make sure that you listen to me. That's how that Bible went. And it was a form of witchcraft that we see in the church today. And so if the pastor told, said something or preached something I didn't like, then I'm not going to pay my tithes this week. I'm going to withhold my tithes because we asked him for this and he didn't want to give it to us. So now I'm going to try to manipulate you with my giving. And people are doing that all over the body of Christ. And so... I remember when the Lord sat my butt down, pulled me right off the platform. I started to cry out to God because I was like, something's missing, something's wrong. I want my husband to change. I want my husband to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He hated worship. He would leave church for worship and then come back in after. Guys, I was the worship leader. So that really affected me. And he said, I can't stand to hear worship. And I was like, you have demons. A demon-possessed person telling somebody else they have demons. And so he, he, I was just praying, God, fix him, God, fix him. And I remember getting a book, The Power of a Praying Wife, because I was so desperate to fix my husband. And God used all this. And the book, I opened the book and I said, stop praying for other people and start praying, God, change me. And I was like, change me? Okay, I can do that. And so I started to pray, God, change me. Every day I would go in, I would read my little devotional from the book, and God, change me. God, change me. And I remember when the Lord said to me, you need to go repent to your husband. This was the first step of me really getting free. And I was, I was so, like, bound. I was like, I couldn't even fathom repenting to him. And the Lord said, you've been disobedient. You have not honored me. And... I'm going to fix it. I'm going to deliver you. You need to repent to your husband. And I remember walking in the room and saying, I just want to repent to you. All these years, I've been so mean and so nasty. I don't, I don't listen to you. I don't respect you even in front of other people. I'm very rude. I'm teaching Cameron how to disrespect you. And I had her in the room and I repented. And my husband was just like in tears. He was like, I can't even believe it. And right after that, my husband was filled with the Holy Ghost. He started to want to go to church. He started to take the lead in the house. Come on, somebody. God started to get things in order. And God sent two beautiful women my way. And they said, Jenny, do you want to go to a deliverance service with us? And I said, a deliverance service? Sure. I want to go because I want to see people get demons cast out of them. That, to me, was very interesting. And I was thinking in my head, it surely is not going to be me. I'm saved, sanctified, on the platform. I'm the worship leader. I was brought up in the church. I don't have demons. So I literally went to be entertained and to see what everything, what everybody was doing. 
And they went through all these renouncing things, which we have time and um, Isaiah wants to do it. We can do that tonight and renounce some things off of your life. And they went through this whole thing. I'm sitting there like, this is the most boring thing ever. And then they said, okay, now that we renounce all this stuff, we're going to break up into these groups and we're going to have one-on-one and we're going to pray for you. And if you need demons cast out, we'll cast the demons out. Well, I was like, okay, well, we're going to sit around and watch this. And here comes this lady that I did not know. She was on the ministry team and says to me, the worship leader, can I pray for you? And I was like, okay, you can pray for me because, you know, as a Christian, you never tell somebody, no, no, you can't pray for me. Now I was like, if I say no, they're going to think I really do have demons. So let me just go ahead and say yes. So I was like, sure, let's go. I'm like, I'll pray for you too. Let's pray for each other. Let's do this. And so she sits me down and she says to me, now, uh, look me in the eye and I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you. And I was like, look you in the eye. We don't look each other in the eye while we pray. We close our eyes. And she was like, no, don't close your eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And so she's looking me in the eye and she says, just like this, like as sure as she can be, she says, I see you in there in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her now. First thing that she says. And I was like, oh my God gosh, this lady has lost her mind. And a good amount of time went by. She wouldn't let me close my eyes. And she just kept saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of there. Who are you? And I'm like, I'm Jenny Weaver and I'm totally fine. You're scaring me now. And she just kept saying it. And finally, after a good amount of time, guys, this went on for several minutes, not seconds, several minutes. I stopped her and I said, Ma'am, ma'am, I said, stop. I said, I'm, I don't have any devils. Like, I'm, you know, it's kind of like a waste of time because you're, you're not doing anything. And she said, oh, no, I know what I see. I know what I see. And then as soon as she took her Bible, she took her little Bible, she said, all right, here we go. In the name of Jesus, come out of her. And she put her Bible on my head. And at that point, I feel God right now. At that point, it was like I was watching a movie that I couldn't even, I couldn't even stop what was about to happen. It was like I got up from the seat. The real Jenny got up and went over here and just sat and started watching what was happening. And I remember hearing everything. I could hear everything. I could see everything that was happening. I could feel everything, but I could not control what was about to happen. And all I remember was, that's the sound out of my own body. And I'm over here going, I can't even believe it. And these demons, they began to speak out to this woman. And I remember watching myself lunge at this woman. I'm a worship leader, guys, a Christian, lunging at another woman with my nails, like I wanted to scratch her and kill her. And then when she forbid that, then I took my own fingernails and I turned on myself and I began to go like this. Like I wanted to cut my cuts back open. And she said, witchcraft, come out in the name of Jesus. When she said witchcraft, it was like multiple voices screaming at the top of my lungs. 
There was a wall behind me. I began to crawl up the wall backwards. I mean, guys, I'm telling you what happened to me. And I began to crawl up the wall backwards. She had to call over two men in the church, big men, to hold me, a 120-pound, tiny little girl, down as I'm over there ripping them around like they're nothing. And I'm listening and I'm saying all these foul things that I would never say. And she said, how did you get in there? And these demons said, she let us in here. And she said, how did she let you in there? And they said, she read spell books and she opened the spell books and she watched stuff on the internet. And she did spells and she did this and these rituals and she let us in here. We're not leaving. Come on, somebody. And so this woman began to find out all of this stuff and she said, how far have you gone back? And they said, her father did witchcraft. And you guys, my father, his father shot my grandmother, his mother, in the head and then took the gun and killed himself. And my father was adopted. He came out of a terrible, terrible family. And all of that had been running through. And we talk about generational curses, guys, very real thing. And so there was a curse over my life. And so my mother hated herself and the way she looked. And then I came out and hated the way that I looked. And my father hated the way that he looked. And everybody in the family was dealing with rejection and drug abuse. And it just seemed like everybody was. And at that moment, I'm listening to this. And I had no idea that every single day and night that this stuff was in me. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, Jesus, please set me free. I remember saying that inside, like, and, and she asked the demon, she said, where is Jenny now? And they said, he has her. And they were talking about the Lord. In the moment, I could see the Lord Jesus Christ holding me and protecting me. Jesus. And she said, now you're coming out of there now. And she began to pray in the Holy Ghost and she cast the demons out. And I remember when my real voice finally came back. And I remember being like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because I could not say it before. She would try to get me to say Jesus. And I would go, and, and they, they wouldn't let me even open my mouth to say it. And some of you are getting delivered right now in the name of Jesus. I feel God moving. And, and I began to call out Jesus. And it was like, I could not stop saying Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I literally fell out on the ground. It was just praising God. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I came off form and I stayed at the feet of Jesus. I did not do any ministry. I just stayed at the feet of Jesus. And God said, every single time you come into this church, you get your butt to the altar. I don't care if it's a fast song, a slow song, a sermon, you're at the altar. And I would get right up. I'd walk straight to the altar. I didn't even, I didn't even tell people what I was doing. And I just stayed at the feet of Jesus. That's how I maintained my deliverance. That's how I was able to hear from the Lord. That's I was able to get free and stay free. And then God brought me into revelation after revelation of how people are bound up and how they need to be free. And I remember going through the house and cleaning house. Oh, every demonic thing's got to come up out of here. I 
Hallelujah. 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 Because I know that people are bound up. Literally, I know they message Isaiah. You probably got thousands of messages. People saying, help me. I'm demon possessed. People write me all the time. Sometimes I told Isaiah, I said, today, I said, I feel like sometimes just like I want to weep because I read these messages. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, God, there's so many. And Isaiah was on the phone with me today. He said something so powerful. He said, Jenny, I cannot deliver every single one of these people. If I had a team of over a hundred, I would not be able to deliver all of these people. He said, that's why I teach and train people to go and cast out devils. We need more feet on the ground. We need more revivalists. Listen, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Notice that I didn't say any fancy words during this whole life. I just told my story and I let God be God, because there is power in your testimony. And I'm sure as I'm sitting here, and as sure as I'm in my right mind, God is delivering some of you right now. You've had witchcraft that has been wreaking havoc all over your family. There has been literal curses that have been placed on you, even from birth. Some of them are, have been um, intentional, and some of them have been unintentional, and some have been self-inflicted by your own mouth. And God is coming in here tonight to set you free. Breaking witchcraft. That's what we're doing tonight. And let me tell you how it's done. It's done with the blood of the Lamb. Blood of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. So we command every demon of witchcraft that's in your family, on your children, on your marriage, right now, in the name of Jesus, come up and out. I command you by the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You cannot stay. You know, Jenny, what, what I am I am stopping myself from going crazy because what you're saying is a story of so many people in the chat. As you're sharing your story, I've probably read close to 50 comments of people saying this is my exact story. Somebody is not, but there's I need somebody that's willing to call these things out because I've been struggling. I've been dealing with anxiety. There's people writing right now. I've been dealing with depression. I've been dealing with drug addiction, cutting. Friend, I'm telling you right now that there is deliverance right now for you, that there is breakthrough now there's some people watching that might say well i would never do witchcraft but most christians don't realize that you open yourself up to the practice of witchcraft when you rebel against god's word or god's will friend you have to understand that it's not just us doing spells or us doing magic although that is incredibly a common open door you know jenny there's a lot of people like you that were in the church and your testimony you hit every point of it that are in the church bound to demonic powers and no one is willing to stand up and to call these things out of them and I think oftentimes we pray one time and we give up, but God is saying it's time to break out of this hex, this spell, this witchcraft. You think about God telling um, Samuel, telling Saul, he said, Saul, you have to understand that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. God told Saul, I want you to destroy everything. Saul decided to pick and choose to have his Saul version of the Bible, Isaiah's version of the Bible, Jenny's version of the Bible. It's amazing, Jenny, how much time we spend trying to get the Bible to fit our lives 
rather than trying to get our lives to fit the Bible. This is witchcraft in its truest form. So Samuel comes to Saul and says, Saul, God has rejected you. Although Saul was sacrificing and what witchcraft oftentimes does, guys, it'll convince you that you can sacrifice your way out of rebellion. That as long as I come to church, as long as I sacrifice, as long as I come for prayer, as long as I give my offering, I can sacrifice my way out of rebellion. And so Saul thinks, well, I've sacrificed, so I'm good. Well, I've given God a part of my life where I'm good. And this is where a lot of you come into play. I've given God a piece of me where I'm good, but God said, I don't want a part of you, Saul. I don't want a piece of you. I want all of you. And all of a sudden, Samuel comes to Saul and says, Saul, your rebellion is no different than witchcraft. So what he's saying is that witchcraft will make you think that you can live in disobedience. And as long as I go to church, as long as I do all the Christian cliche, as long as I'm on the worship team, come on, am I preaching to anybody tonight? As long as I'm on the um, the altar ministry, as long as I'm a pastor, then I'm good to go. When God says, I'm asking you to lay everything down. I'm not asking for your sacrifice. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So witchcraft in the believer. Now, some of you might say, well, I'm a believer, Isaiah. This doesn't affect me. It absolutely affects you. Witchcraft starts when you rebel against God. Witchcraft starts when you start going your own way and your own path. And is this not true, Jenny, in the church? Now, you've been traveling. If you guys don't know, God has raised up Jenny as a voice in America. She's been on all, which I know she won't say this, but she's been on all the Christian shows. She's been in all the big churches. God has used her, raised her up to bring revival and awakening and awareness of this to the church. And it's so true that we've created another gospel in the church. We've created, we've allowed witchcraft to come into the church and to preach another gospel. Witchcraft starts in this rebellion that we have towards God. In fact, if you go through Saul's life in 1 Samuel 28, he ends his life calling on, the Bible says, the witch of Endor. So Saul is literally rebelled against God and is now calling on a witch. And when Saul actually called the witch, the witch was afraid to come to Saul because the witch knew that Saul was killing all the witches, was putting away with all the witches. But Saul, because Saul had returned himself over to rebellion, he's now opened up the door to witchcraft and ended up at the end of his life bringing the witch of Endor, summoned Samuel from the dead, the Bible says. And I'm not going to get into all that, but understand that when you begin to open yourself up to rebellion, you start bringing in the witchcraft. Witchcraft is simply, in my opinion, when you follow another voice or another spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. And there's many people like you, Jenny, when you were in the church leading worship that don't realize that they're under the power of witchcraft. And that is why it's so essential yes. that as you're preaching, Jenny, you know, my think, my thought was there's many people that listen and think, oh, that's for so-and-so. Oh, that's so good. Guys, she's not preaching to so-and-so. She's preaching to you tonight. We're yeah. talking to you that God wants to break you free from every demonic power, every assignment of witchcraft. This This is not something that's this mystical thing from Hollywood. The Bible says that witchcraft is the work of the flesh. In fact, if you look at Galatians 5, 19, Paul breaks down the works of the flesh. Most people don't see this and they think, oh, witchcraft is, you know, something people, witchcraft is part of your human flesh. This desire to intimidate, to control, to manipulate, to dominate all the things that witchcraft does in the life of the believer. Paul talks about in Galatians 5, 19, he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. So what Paul's saying is like, guys, the manifestation of the flesh is obvious. He says, these are things like sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry. And then watch what Paul says. He says, and witchcraft. 
So Paul says, listen, when you're talking about sexual sin and lying and impurity and idolatry, you're also understanding that the work of the flesh is witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and these things. And then Paul says this, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Friend, you got to understand that you cannot have your way and Yahweh at the same time. That you cannot have your American church westernized gospel and have Jesus at the same time. God is wanting to deliver you tonight from the power of witchcraft. It is not an accident that God brought Jenny Weaver on the broadcast. There's 2,100 of you. This is actually our largest broadcast we've ever had, Jenny, since January. There's 2,100 of you right now listening that God is wanting to set free in one way or another. I'm not, Jenny, I'm not listening to you tonight saying, oh, that's a great testimony for them. I'm literally, as you were sharing, I was going, Lord, if there's anything in my life, yes, Isaiah Saldivar, preacher, preaching deliverance, preaching, yes, me, saying, Lord, search my heart. I don't want to have any, if Saul, and you might think, well, Saul was wicked. Saul was the king over God's people. Saul was the, the, the pastor of Israel, guys. And he fell under this witchcraft from a little rebellion, from partial disobedience. And let me tell you this, and I want some of you to write this down. Partial disobedience is witchcraft in its purest form. Partial disobedience opens up the door to witchcraft. And I'm praying, saying, Lord, I want you to search my heart. Listen, I want to talk to the chat right here. I don't care if you're a worship leader. I know there's hundreds of pastors. I'm seeing you in the chat here that I know you're watching tonight. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're a leader. Break off the pride. Do not allow pride, which is honestly the root of witchcraft, to get into your life and to prevent you from getting delivered. Like Saul, some of you are listening right now and you think you know better than God. And But I want to tell you, you can't have deliverance and pride, Saul, at the same time. You can't have deliverance and arrogance at the same time. You have to get to a place where you say, Lord, I cannot survive without your presence. I cannot survive without your anointing on a daily basis. I am on my knees tonight saying, Lord, break this pride out of me. Listen, guys, if pride got the devil kicked out of heaven, what makes you think that God is okay with you having pride. The Bible says God hates pride. God resists the proud. James 4 says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to those that are humble. So there is no grace when you're proud. If you're on this broadcast and you're arrogant saying, Lord, I don't need breakthrough. I don't need deliverance. And that's really what it is. Even Jenny, when you're saying how you're like, I don't need, I love it. You're like, I don't need deliverance. I don't need breakthrough. That's pride that stops us from getting the breakthrough that God wants us to have. The reason why I'm saying this is because many of you tonight, are gonna let are gonna let your miracle pass you by are gonna let your Jesus. breakthrough pass you by because you're too arrogant to realize that we're not preaching to your sister your cousin and your your friend i wish my friend was here there she's preaching right to him we are breaking it directly off of you now god is looking for people that would take the low road the bible says in proverbs 15 i believe that god tears down the house of the proud what if it's not the devil tearing down your house, but it's God tearing down your house because you've allowed pride to set in? Friend, I'm telling you, God wants to break it tonight. Now, some of you, I'll say this, and then I'll, I'll turn it over, and Jenny, you can share some here, but I, 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 some of you might say, well, witchcraft can't, deal, can't affect the believer. Witchcraft can't have an influence over the church. Witchcraft can't have an influence if I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Wrong. Galatians says this, Oh, you foolish Galatians, 
who has cast, or here's a better translation, who have you allowed to cast an evil spell on you for the meaning of the Jesus Christ's death was made clear on the cross as if you saw a plain picture? And then he says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by, by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Holy Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be thinking that what you started in the Holy Spirit, you can now finish in your own human effort. This is the picture of witchcraft. Galatians 3. is These are spirit-filled believers that have witchcraft come on them when they had a gospel that was a man, I feel the Holy Ghost, man-made works gospel that strives to accomplish the work of God in the flesh using human effort over the presence of God. Jenny, did I not just describe the American church? We're going to use smoke, yes. human effort, laser beams, lights to take place of the Prince of God. And here's what Paul says. You've allowed witchcraft, a demonic spell, to try to convince you that you can get deliverance in human effort, that you can get breakthrough. Listen, I have never seen someone addicted to drugs get a smoke machine on them or a laser beam hit them and then get delivered. Guys, the days of smoke are over. The days of this carnal, casual, common, powerless church is over. The church is just full of witchcraft, which is what? Human effort. Human effort produces witchcraft. Saul thought that he could go his own way, follow his own spirit, and be okay. But where is the power of God in the church? You know what happens when the power... I feel the Holy Ghost, so I'm just going for it. You know what happens when the power of God breaks out in the church? Witchcraft gets broken. We are driving out. We're not asking tonight. We're not playing nice tonight. We are driving out witchcraft with the power of God. We are driving out witchcraft with the anointing of God. Friend, it is the power of God that breaks the yoke. And if you are at a church, and I'm going to say this bold because it's our stream, Jenny, we can say whatever we want. If you are at a church where they have replaced the power and the presence of God with human effort, I promise you witchcraft is at work. If you are at a church where they've replaced power with programs, where they've replaced deliverance with counseling, where they've Jesus. replaced deliverance with therapy, where they've replaced miracles with humanism. And oh, just go see your doctor. I believe in the doctor. I have family that are doctor friends, but there's no replacing the power of God. There's no replacing the presence of God. And I hear the Lord saying this right now, Jenny, many of you have replaced the power of God with humanism. Many of you have replaced the power of God with witchcraft. You've replaced the power of God with effort. And I'm going to tell you what Paul told the church in chapter three. Who has cast an evil spell on you? Was it a pastor that cast an evil spell? Now, let me just say this. The people that put the spell on the church in Galatia was not a witch doctor, y'all. A witch doctor did not come into the church in Galatians chapter 3 and say, all right, everybody, this morning we're going to put a spell on you. Let me tell you who put the spell on the church. The leaders, the pastors, and the preachers that were preaching another gospel that were preaching a different Jesus. In fact, Paul talked about this, and this was not abnormal, Jenny. This was in many churches. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says, you guys happily put up with what anyone tells you, even if the pastors and the preachers, okay, we're calling them out tonight, preach a different Jesus, Paul says, or a different kind of spirit, or a different kind of gospel. So here Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, told the church in Galatians, someone put a spell on you, which was the pastors, the leaders, and the preachers. Now he's talking to Corinth, and he says this, somebody has come in and they preached three things, a different Jesus, 
notice this a different spirit which is any anytime you follow a different spirit you're following witchcraft okay a different spirit or a different gospel and jenny here's what's crazy what paul says in second corinthians he says you guys happily put up with it he goes here's, here's what you guys are doing you're bring oh i feel the holy ghost this is not in i'm not reading notes here guys he says you bring in your family to the church they preach a watered down lukewarm complacent babysitter club gospel where there's no power to deliver there's no miracles breaking out there's no holiness in the church there's no revival fire and then here's what paul says but because they have programs because they have gymnasiums for your kids arcades and gyms and coffee shops he says you sit there happy he says you you happily put up with it even though they Jeez. preach another gospel you say well i'm just happy why are you happy because they're not confronting your demons what makes you mad in church when somebody preaches conf conviction when somebody confronts your demons do you know how you get mad in church somebody confronts your demons and paul says listen y'all aren't mad second corinthians 11 4. he says y'all aren't mad because they're petting your demons they're babysitting your demons they're soothing your demons and you're happily putting up he goes and you don't even realize y'all this is a different spirit and this is the church guys this is not we're not talking about the drug addicts on the corner we're talking about believers he says they're preaching a different jesus he goes this jesus that has his hair cut come to the side wears leather pants has a big old you know v-cut shirt and he preaches this popular american gospel he goes that's a different jesus friend do you know why these mega church pastors so often cheat on their wives you know why so often these mega church pastors get caught in adultery caught sleeping around i don't have to say names because it's non-stop they're getting exposed i'll tell you why they're preaching a different Jesus than yes. the Jesus. That's why Paul says this. If anybody preaches a different Jesus, let a curse fall on them. Oh, Paul, curses aren't New Testament. Paul says, y'all, if anybody preaches a different Jesus, let a curse fall. And I want to ask everybody in the chat right now, there's 2,300 of you watching. Why are you sitting in churches? Now, listen, would you go to a witch doctor and let them put a spell on you? And the answer is for 95% of you, no. Would you go to a psychic and let them read tarot cards and look into a crystal ball? And the answer is no. Would you get dream catchers and hang them up over your kid's crib? No. Then why do you go to dead churches that preach a humanistic gospel, a gospel with no power? When your Bible says, I just gave you the verses, your Bible says in the truest form, this is witchcraft. This is what is happening right now. And this is why, you know, Jenny, I think a lot of the witchcraft, and you can jump in here too, is coming through children's television i believe one wow. of the great portals of witchcraft i i know you have a young daughter i have four four toddlers i have four babies in my house young girls that when i go through their netflix jenny all the top shows and that's why we don't allow them to watch it unsupervised all the top shows are magic all the top shows are witchcraft yeah. i don't let my daughter now listen i don't care what y'all say oh brother don't you want them to be normal i don't want my kids to be normal my kids are, <laughs> are are i want them to live like they're from another planet well don't you want them to just fit in i don't want my kids to fit in well what if they miss out i want my daughters to miss out on what magic i want them to miss out on depression i want them to miss out so in my house i'm just telling you guys i'm not trying to none of this i'm telling you my convictions we don't allow magic we don't allow i don't care if it's princess sophia if there's a wand in the show there it's not happening here if there's magic well it's just a little cartoon friend you got to understand that the wiles and the strategies of the enemy are to get your kids when they're young so that they can indoctrinate them with witchcraft jenny many of the people i do deliverance on the demons came when they were children because there was an open door and an open portal 
And you better believe that Hollywood knows this. This is why they fill kids shows with magic. This is why they fill kids shows. Now it's safe for me to say this. I could say this safely. 80% of kids television right now on Netflix, on Hulu is magic is witchcraft and all these things and i could get into this and listen if i start going on my real convictions i'll make half of you manifest in the chat i don't want to freak you out too much but i'm letting you know that these movies and you can touch on this if you want jenny i believe these movies jenny have been an open door for witchcraft to come into the house of the believer into the minds of the believer the eyes being the window of the soul i just really believe that there's been an open door in the in the television the um yeah. music industry and in hollywood they're just pumping witchcraft into our generation absolutely and even i was talking about that on my broadcast when i said you know we call it entertainment and that's mm. what it is and the first part of entertainment is enter so when wow. you flip that on you're saying enter here and I, I, I know Adrian Bynum Terry is on here. I love her so much. And we've discussed this before. But listen, I remember listening to certain shows. I'm just walking through the house and just, you know, randomly listening. And I'm listening to little cartoons say, now repeat after us. Yep. And they're literally giving the children bell words to say. And it sounds so cute. Like, abracadabra, da-da-da-da. But that's that's you go oh that's just that's so silly no 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 it's normalizing it that's the whole point and so you can watch a scary movie nowadays guys you know how they're not so scary because we have been so desensitized because of entertainment now i can watch a movie and they're shooting everybody up i'm like wow okay what's next it's wow. the same thing with witchcraft that's why it's on the news newscasters said hey did you know the newest craze is witchcraft? And then nobody has an issue with it. They're letting it in the house. They're like, oh, that's not a big deal. And because the enemy is sneaky, he's running around creeping. He knows that with quarantine and with all the different things that are going on in the church, look at Facebook, everybody's distracted. Everybody's looking at this and arguing in the comment section about petty stuff. Meanwhile, is rocking little children to sleep he's rocking the church to sleep he's getting people to practice witchcraft and as you were speaking isaiah i heard the lord say you need to call it out because it is hidden and i don't think it was an accident that the lord had me highlight that about my testimony where i said i did not know that these demons were in here hiding they were hiding and so i believe that the light of christ is shining brightly search your heart because i'm telling you that some of you have witchcraft and it came in through trauma think back god's gonna start revealing it to you through trauma traumatic situations that happened even through entertainment watch things watching trauma and the enemy comes in that rejection and when you deal with rejection many times you react with witchcraft because it helps you to control and manipulate and intimidate and dominate and everything that isaiah said and so many of you have these walls working in uh, works of the flesh you're trying to control the scene you're not leaning on god you're leaning on your own understanding you're moving in your own way let me just give you this in wiccan it says this is the the slogan okay it is uh do what thy will and but do no one any harm wow. that first part of it is very deceptive it means do whatever you want do whatever it is that you want to do 
That is completely opposite of the word of God, where we are not to lean on our own understanding. We are to do the will of God. I need to be about my father's business, not my business. And so many of you on here, you're like, why am I tormented at night? How come I'm having these strange things happen when I go to sleep? How come I'm hearing voices? feel all of a sudden in the middle of a good day like I need to commit suicide. I'm calling it out. Come on. Come I can be on top of the world but feel like nobody loves me. I'm all alone and you have got a lot of things going on and I'm telling you demons are at work here. And so many of you have been bound up. You've been ashamed to even speak out. You don't understand why you have night terrors. You don't understand why your children scream in the middle of the night. They tell you that they're seeing things in the house. Everything in the house is up and down. All this fighting, torment. Everything seems like, oh my gosh, it's chaos. Witchcraft is at work. And the greatest thing that you could do is lay your life down, repent, and submit. Because remember, witchcraft slogan is, do what you want. So you need to do the opposite when you come to Jesus. God, it's not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, not what I want, not my outcome, not my program, not my plan, but God, what do you want for my life? I'll lay it all down. I'll lay this ministry down. I'll lay every business, every Facebook, every opportunity, every bit of money, this relationship, this friendship, I will lay it down. For Christ, it means nothing at the foot of the cross. I am laying it down today. And then stay there. Isaiah said pride. Pride comes before a fall. Guys, there's so many people that are so ashamed to say, listen, Sister Jenny, Brother Isaiah, I'm just telling y'all I'm struggling. I'm going through it. That's why God said, confess one to another. You know, when you confess, you say, okay, I'm humbling myself. I don't have it all together. I need the Lord. When I cried out, God help me. Guys, I didn't just do that once. I just cried that out this morning. I cried it out last night, the day before. I constantly need the Lord to help me, to lead me, and deliver me. Searching my heart. I listen to Isaiah's videos on YouTube, and I'm over there going, God, if there be anything in me, God, if there be a thought, if there be any error in my way, if there's something that I didn't even know that I'm doing, God, reveal it to me. I want to know. I want you to clean my heart. I don't want to walk in error. I certainly don't want to be bound in a curse, but I want to walk in the fullness that God has had for me. He paid a price for you to be free, not bound up, not living in chains and shackles like the man in the caves who was cutting himself like I was, but completely free and in your sound mind and that deliverer is here today his name is jesus christ his name is yahweh and he will deliver you if he did it for me if he did it for isaiah if he did it for so many people that are watching right now he will do it for you you're not too far gone you have not messed up too much i know you're still in this situation i know you're still living with dude right now i know you may be watching this in a house with people doing drugs you may have just smoked one yourself you're not Today is 
deciding day. You have to say, I'm going all the way with Jesus. I'm not going to sit in a dry, mess up a church and just everybody just high-fiving their neighbor, drinking coffee, leaving bound up. 200 people and nobody's getting delivered. The devil is a liar. Come on. 200 people in your church and nobody's getting healed. Ooh. Where is Jesus? Because that is not the Jesus that I read about. And you're, you're maybe on here, you're going, I live that life. I want to have that fire. God's going to hit every person tonight from whatever need you have. You may need demons cast out. You may want to be the one that's on fire that goes out and starts casting demons out. You may be the one that is just struggling internally. You may be the one that's going through depression. Everything that we're calling out is not by mistake, but it is by the Lord giving us this information because he loves you so very much he loves you so very much so choose this day you know jenny i want to say too a lot of times what i've come to find doing deliverance on and dealing with witchcraft specifically i was just praying for somebody just the other night that had witchcraft and a bunch of other stuff going on but a lot of these things like depression like anxiety like cutting like confusion is a major one control intimidation yes. rejection these are all spirits that are under the power of witchcraft these are all spirits that are come under that ranking or that high, higher ranking spirit of witchcraft that people have allowed in their lives i know people that have played ouija board and they go i don't know why ever since i started playing ouija board now i have depression now i have anxiety now i have fear i had a friend of mine really good friend one of my best friends who came to the Lord because he was playing Ouija board and a little boy started following him around. A demonic spirit, a ghost started following Oof. him around. For a year, he couldn't get this little boy to leave him. And he didn't realize, and this is, I feel the Holy Ghost saying this, but this is what I'm saying to you guys. When you open up the door to the demonic realm, you don't get to choose what comes through. You don't get to say, oh, I'll just, I'm going to deal with a little bit of loss. I'll fight through it. No, you got to know that when you open that door, those spirits of destruction, depression, anxiety, fear, those spirits come through that door. And a lot of you don't know where it came from. I don't know why I'm having anger. I don't know why I'm having depression. I don't know why, but not realizing it's the movies, it's the music, it's the rebellion. It's the, all these little things the Bible speaks about that are open up doors. I want to talk about one. Jenny let's just touch on here we just broke another record we have 2500 watching praise the Lord we broke we've broken it our, our highest viewership was 2000 we were 500 over praise the Lord but I want to talk about another one Jenny that you were you were involved in but something that most people don't talk about is divination divination being if you don't know another form of witchcraft or I would say a manifestation of witchcraft and this is this is simply gaining knowledge through witchcraft so here's what I believe Jenny I taught on this on Friday the nine gifts of the spirit I know the church has not given the world the supernatural. They've not given the world access to the gifts of the spirit. Now, one of the gifts of the spirit is the word of knowledge. That's gaining information through what? The Holy Spirit. Divination is the devil's counterfeit of the word of knowledge, and that's gaining information through witchcraft. If you want to know where that's in the Bible, it's all through the Bible, but specifically, Jenny, I was just reading today, Acts 16. The Bible says yes. there was a slave girl that had the spirit of divination or python spirit. It's synonymous. And the Bible yes. says that she was proclaiming to Paul and the disciples, these are servants of the Most High God who proclaim the way of salvation. Now, nobody knew that those that that's who those men were. She got her information through a demonic spirit. Now, not not all the time do demonic spirits get false information i know people that go that have gone to tarot card readers and the tarot card readers read their future and the future came to be and they said isaiah well how could that be possible if these are fake I, they're not fake they have powers ephesians 6 says we wrestle
also powers. So the devil has power. He just doesn't have all power. And many times people are going to witch doctors, warlocks. They're going to tarot cards. They're going to divination. Yes. They're going to crystal balls. Why? Because the church is not steering them in the right direction. So the devil right. is. The church is supposed to be the one where you can come to and we can prophesy over you. I know Luke Holter's in the chat. He was on my podcast teaching people how to prophesy. This is the church's job. Now the devil counterfeits prophecy with divination. He speaks curses over you. He speaks death over you. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because tonight there's hundreds of you that have opened yourself up to the spirit of divination and God is going to break it. So she was getting information for her masters. Now Paul delivers her and the Bible says the masters are so upset because they were making profit off of her that they ended up bringing Paul before the board. And anyways, and so consequently, Paul and Silas end up in prison because they delivered this girl. But here's what you got to know. These men were using this girl. The devil wants to use you. Some of you might say, well, I have power. I'm good. I want to be in witchcraft. There's many of you watching in witchcraft. You say, well, I have more power than you, Isaiah. I have the power of divination. Friend, you got to know something. You might have more power than your local church because your local church isn't involved in the supernatural. But I want to tell you, the devil is using you. You are a slave to Satan. When Jenny yes. was off doing drugs, she was a slave to the drugs. When I was off drinking every day, partying, being an atheist, I was a slave to demonic powers when I was out sleeping I was a slave to demonic powers and tonight you got to understand that Satan is using you to build his kingdom the same way he's using this little girl to build his kingdom he's using your innocence he's using your lack of knowledge and I'm telling you now God says I'm going to break you out of the shackles out of the chains out of the prison cell God wants to break you out if you've opened up the door to divination if you've been to tarot card readers, there's probably some deliverance that needs to take place tonight. If you've yes. done crystals, if you've done crystal balls, friend, I'm telling you, you don't need to go to a witch doctor when you can go to the throne of God and God will Amen. give you and speak to you and bless you and encounter you and give you your future. You don't need to go to, so tonight I believe divination is going to break. I believe that witchcraft is going to break, but I really believe, man, so many people, you know, Jenny, I talk to people as I'm traveling in the church that literally go to witch doctors still, that go to psychics still, that are curious. That's why the Bible calls uh, magic curious arts. People get curious and they indulge in this stuff. But I'm telling you, God wow. wants to break this tonight. God wants to give you the gift of knowledge. God wants you to flow in his Holy Spirit. God wants to release the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe tonight is your night to break witchcraft, to break divination, to break sorcery. This is, you know, what you talked about, Jenny, the crystals and the spells and the potions and the incantations. These are, guys, this is real stuff, y'all. People are doing this right now as we're on the broadcast. 100% guarantee there's witches right now trying to come against this. And I want to tell you, the Bible says no curse can land without a cause. And that is where we come in with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, yes. walking in holiness. Friend, you are immune to the devil's spells if you walk in holiness and righteousness. I don't want I don't want you leaving here saying, oh man, everyone's trying to cast a spell on me. If you have no open doors, there's nowhere for the spell to land. Balaam tried cursing Israel and Balaam couldn't curse Israel because he said, whatever God blesses, I can't curse. And so we don't oh, need to be a afraid of just random curses but i want to say if there's open doors in your life absolutely curses can land on you if there's open doors in your life absolutely demonic spirits can come into you i don't care if you say well i'm spirit-filled i'm a believer i'm protected friend listen if paul addressed the church saying who did you let put a spell on you these were spirit-filled believers then how much more are we vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy is our children vulnerable you know jenny i believe not just god's gonna break it off us i believe kids tonight yeah. 
Listen, yeah. if there's kids, if you have a kid that's been dealing with witchcraft, I had someone write me today, Jenny, that said their kid's been chewing on wood, their kid's been gnawing on furniture, gnawing on plastic, growling, and they said, I don't know what to do. I believe, listen, God's going to break that off of these kids tonight. God's going to break the power of uh, witchcraft. God's going to break the power of darkness. So if you have kids, I don't know if you need to lay hands on them. I don't know if you need to pray. Whatever you need to do, I believe tonight that's something that God wants to break. God wants to deliver children. God wants to d deliver you from divination and just br begin to break these things off of you. Yes, amen. And I believe that God is actually going to lead actual witches Come and on, warlocks say it. that are out there. Um, and there may be some that are on here right now and you've just been listening. You don't really know how to feel about it. And even as I'm calling it out, you know that the Lord, he sees you and he's calling you to repent. That is, that's the step. It is repentance. It is give your life to Christ. It is lay down the craft and pick up Jesus. And I truly believe that you were here because God is calling you to repent. Now, there are going to be some witches that are going to watch this. And you are going to say, no, I don't want to repent. And I am just warning you that the word of the Lord is repent or the fire of God will be against Come you. On. And so that, that's the word of the Lord. I can't give it any sugar-coated way and make it pretty. It's the word of the Lord. And this is the opportunity. I don't know what tomorrow will hold, but I know that at this moment, God is calling you to repent. And Jenny, right I want to say too, I think one of the reasons why God's using you, God's using me to preach and train people. I was telling a pastor on Sunday, I was in Arizona. I said, hey, what happens? Think about this. And this is what I believe is coming. I believe there is a wave of witches yeah. and warlocks that are going to get swept in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to prophesy this and you guys can note it. Awesome. We're an hour and 27 minutes in. You can write it down. They are going to be some of the most anointed, some of the most powerful, some of the most passionate, some of the most spiritual and committed people you've ever met in your life. It's going to trump anything you've seen when it comes to the average Christian. I'm going to tell you why, because the Lord says this, and this is a prophetic word right now. So they've turned themselves over so deep into darkness. Now they're going to turn themselves over into the light and they're going to be open to the spiritual realm. God is begging, has been begging the church to be open to the spiritual realm. But I'm telling you, God is getting ready. Mark my words. And I, I, listen, yeah. if you're watching right now and you're a witch or warlock, I write me message me follow me i would love to meet you at the gatherings i would love to meet you in the services i would love to help you and give you any resource i can i want to be listen i believe god has been speaking to me this year isaiah you're going to be a pastor over a bunch of ex-witches a bunch of ex-warlocks bring them in i want jenny bring them in. i want all those that the church rejects i want all those that the church doesn't understand i want to lead a church of misfits i want to lead a group of misfits i'm not afraid i told this pastor i said if we're not training on the demonic if we're not doing these broadcasts talking about witchcraft, if we're not from the pulpit addressing magic, addressing yeah. divination, I said, Pastor, what happens when a hundred witches in your city all encounter the presence of God and they flood to your church and you don't know how to deal with them? You don't know what to do with them. You don't know anything about the spiritual realm and they don't know where to go. The church right now is not equipped to deal with witches and warlocks, wow. is not equipped to deal with people. And here's why, what John Ramirez says, I came to church and why would I want to go when I was astro projecting for 10 hours a day and they're praying for 10 minutes a day? He says they were weak. He said they were pathetic. John Ramirez, guys, listen, 2,600 viewers, this is crude, but I'm going to say what he used to do. He would go to churches and pee on the front door as a, as a spiritual sign that you guys are weak and you guys are powerless. Now God's raised him up as he's raised you up, Jenny, to be a mighty evangelist. Ooh. But I'm telling you guys, 
this was the mindset that the witches had. I asked him uh, just point blank. I said, what do you think about the church? He said, I thought they were pathetic. I thought they were weak. And I didn't even pay attention to them because they weren't doing anything in the spiritual realm. But that's all going to change. God is about to raise up a group of end time revivalists, a group of atheists, a group of drug addicts. I'm telling you, God says, I sent the letter out. This is in your Bible. He said, I sent the letter out to the church for the wedding banquet. Guess what happened? The church didn't want to come. They said, we just bought a brand new car. We just bought a brand new house. We just got married. We have a new job to attend you. You know what God says? Okay, okay. You guys don't want it. You're too busy with yeah. your job. You're too busy with your nice little sanitized churches. So what does he do? He says, I'm going to go to the highways, the byways. What does that mean? I'm going to go to the drug addicts, the atheists, the witches, the warlocks. Jenny, Think about this, and that, this is a scary thing to think about. The fact that God raised you up, not, you didn't even fully go into it, but I'm not talking just, oh, I go to church on Sunday. I'm talking about God has raised you up as a prophetic voice, hundreds of thousands of people watching you on, on YouTube, on Facebook. It's not by chance. God has supernaturally raised you up, has supernaturally raised me up, has supernaturally raised up guys like John Ramirez. Why? What is it saying? It's a prophetic sign, a biblical sign, and I, I hate wow. saying this because listen, I'm a pastor. I believe in the church. I've given my life. I've given the last 10 years of my life to the church. It is a biblical sign that God has already overlooked the church. They've already not accepted the invite. Why? Because the moment they said, we don't want the invite, what does he do? He goes to the highways and byways. So the fact that God even chose us, Jenny, called us and anointed us was a sign that the religious people didn't want it. And listen, if you're one of those Pharisees in the chat tonight, you go, I don't really, I'm not into all this. I'll take what you don't want. I'll take the drug addict. I'll take the misfit. I'll take, give me the fish that no one wants. I don't want fish from another pond. I want the wild ones. I don't want recycled yeah. believers. I want those that just got saved, just got delivered. I'm having literal celebrities from Hollywood on a weekly basis write me on Instagram, Jenny, saying we found you on YouTube, we want deliverance. If I told you some of these names, I can't because I wanna keep it confidential. I'm talking about head spokespeople for movements you would know of that are anti-God movements, let's just say that, are writing wow. me saying we found your videos, wow. we want deliverance, we want freedom. These people would never step foot in the church and so I'm telling you guys, God is getting ready to save witches like never before, warlocks, which is just a male witch. You say, why does he keep saying warlock? It's a male witch, like never before and God's going to bring them to people like you, Jenny, bring them yes. to people like me. And we're going to have to be responsible. This is the bottom line, Jenny. We're going to have to be responsible. I feel the Lord on this to disciple these people, to teach them. Okay, listen, it's no longer about the third eye and the evil eye, which is in the Bible, by That's the right. way. It's now about That's the right. eyes of the Holy Spirit. It's now about the spiritual eyes that God gives you. It's now about the gifts of the Spirit. We have supernatural powers. We have supernatural abilities. And we need to train them up because the devil has given them a perverted counterfeit power. But That's God right. says this to every witch warlock listening. I have a greater power. And guess what, guys? The power God gives... It doesn't come with depression. It comes with joy. The power God gives, it doesn't come with cutting. It comes with life. The power that God gives, it doesn't come with you being poor and homeless. It comes with you prospering. If we even t told you guys about how God has prospered, Jenny, Jenny, you've gone from being homeless to having thriving, not a business, businesses, businesses. How does God take someone homeless and then give them thriving businesses? Because God will take the foolish things and make them wise. And God will take the counterfeit, the perverted, and give them blessings beyond measure. So I want to tell every witch and warlock, everyone in witchcraft watching right now, 
God has a plan for you. God says, I see you. I know you. You're not on this YouTube, uh, this YouTube video. You're not on this live stream. You're not on Facebook by accident. But right now, God says, I want to deliver you. I want to save you. I want to encounter you. I want to anoint you. I think this would be a great time. Let us just, we're just going to go into prayer. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you guys. I'm going to, you know, lead you through some stuff and then I'll, I'll turn it over. Jenny you can feel free to pray. Also, she could break and pray as well. But I just want you guys, wherever you're at, listen, we're not going to do this all complicated. I want you to start renouncing things and this is basically all you're doing you're telling the enemy i don't want you any longer i'm divorcing darkness i'm divorcing depression i'm divorcing anxiety i'm divorcing religion i'm divorcing complacency and by you vocally saying i renounce you're telling the demons you have no legal right i'm breaking i am not your home many times when i'm praying for people the reason they start manifest is because i tell the demon this is not your home you know the bible says when a demon comes out it says I'm going to go back to the home which I came from, which means the devil actually calls you his home. He thinks you're his home. And tonight, you're going to let those pesky demons know, I am not your home. Don't even think about calling me your home. Don't even think about trying to move back in because every squatting demon, every familiar spirit, every renting demon, every hindering demon is going to leave. So I want you, wherever you're at, to say, I renounce witchcraft. I renounce divination. I renounce pornography. I renounce perversion. Right now, there's a spirit of perversion that God wants to break. I hear the Lord saying, some of you are getting perverted thoughts, bizarre thoughts of things that you never even imagined. You don't even want them. That's a spirit of perversion. And that spirit comes from fornicating. It comes from pornography. Perversion means the wrong version. How many know when you have sex out of marriage, that's the wrong version of sex? God made sex for marriage and perversion is sex out of marriage. So when you fornicate, you open up to perversion and that leads to a lot of other spirits I don't have time to go into but right now the Lord is saying I'm breaking the spirit of perversion so go ahead and just begin to renounce it I renounce perversion I renounce pride I renounce envy I renounce magic I renounce tarot cards whatever it is guys it's better and I'll just say this it's better to renounce more than you need to than renounce less than you need to it's time for you to break those legal rights once you've done that guys and you're you're telling those demons i'm divorcing you i don't want you i want you to begin to go through now forgiveness you need to let it go you need to release these people in the name of jesus from what they did to you i was i was listening to your testimony jenny and i haven't heard it like that fully and that was just incredible but i was thinking about the people that you had to forgive that hurt you that wounded you that abandoned you that abused you this is part of the road to deliverance you can't have unforgiveness and deliverance guys you just can't have it the bible literally says that if you have unforgiveness god turns you over to demons god literally looks at the demon says oh you want them okay well they have unforgiveness you can have them He turns you over, the Bible says, to the torturers and the tormentors. But I believe right now God's going to break that unforgiveness. It's just time to let it go. It's time. Unforgiveness is like, you've heard this before, drinking poison and expecting them to die. But God says now, if they've hurt you, if they've wounded you, and this is what I'm hearing as well, Jenny, is a lot of pastors have wounded people, have hurt people. And these pastors weren't doing it intentionally. Some of them were, most of them weren't, but you got hurt somewhere down the line. And that pastor has been in your mind and you've held on to that. And that's been given place to witchcraft. But the Lord is saying this, let it go. I have forgiven you. It's time for you to forgive them. I want you just to vocally, guys, speak this out. Say, I forgive and and say their name. We're not going to take you back to your childhood. I don't believe God wants to take you back. I believe God wants to take you forward. But those people, you know who they are. Just let them go. 
let him go and then i'm just going to pray this prayer of deliverance and then jenny if you want it jenny you can do whatever you can pray the renouncing again however you feel but i just want to pray this guys over you we're just going to break this off of you we're just going to command these things there's some of you right now that you're on what i always call the edge of deliverance and that basically means you're at the place where you don't want them there they don't want to be there you're a believer you believe in god and they're just going to have to leave you it's not going to be a drawn out thing some of you i'm not going to lie to you i never create false perceptions on deliverance some of you right now you need a one-on-one -on -one deliverance you need someone to sit with you and do deliverance on you but there will be some of you that this kick starts your deliverance this kick starts your process you might need to go in for a tune-up but this is going to kick start your deliverance some of you may fully get delivered some of you may partially get delivered some of you may you know i just want to let you know don't think like oh well now i don't ever need deliverance again because this might just be a kickstarter tonight for what god wants to do but we're just going to pray father we ask you right now that you would send your power and your anointing over every viewer in the name of Jesus. I come against now every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus, not Isaiah's name. I come in the name of Jesus against every demonic spirit now every unclean spirit every dirty spirit i bind you now you are bound in jesus of nazareth's name you have no legal right these people listening are not your home these people are not your dwelling place these people are temples of the holy spirit and we say now you are bound we bind every strong man we bind every prince demon every ruling spirit we bind you now in jesus name and we command you to come out of these people and to go into the abyss and to never return we command every spirit listening to go into the abyss now go in jesus name you have no power you have no legal right and we cast you out in the name of jesus we command you leave now and people are saying right now they're throwing up they're yawning they're burping guys if you need to get a throw bucket just let it happen as we pray because right now god is bringing mass deliverance god is bringing we don't ever do this unless we fill it and we fill it right now there's an anointing for mass deliverance and so right now every lingering spirit now go every familiar spirit yes. go generational curses we break you with the blood of jesus right now i don't care how many generations back we break every generational curse by the blood of jesus just begin to plead the blood guys over those curses and we command now every spirit to be bound to be chained the word bind means to literally arrest something we arrest these illegal spirits right now by the power of the holy spirit we arrest you you are bound you are broken and we cast you into the pit we cast you into the abyss you will never return you will not come back your assignment and your strategies are broken by the blood of jesus and we loose i feel the holy ghost legions of angels to war against these spirits now we lose legions of angels to begin to make war in the spirit to begin to drive out these demons to begin to make war against these demonic powers we speak now the fire of god over every demon we speak the anointing to just break the yoke of bondage in jesus name there is power to break every demonic bondage in jesus name the spirit of fear i hear the lord saying i'm breaking fear listen I believe COVID is real. I believe that I'm not one of those ones that's into conspiracy. I believe people are sick. I know families right now that are sick, but I want to say this. COVID-19 has released a spirit of fear on this nation. And God is saying right now, it's time to break the spirit of COVID-19 and the spirit of fear. Is COVID real? Yes, but the power of God is more real than the spirit of fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear. So I believe right now, some of you are afraid you're literally afraid of everything right now uh, what if i get it here what if i get it here should we wash our hands yes is it real yes but i want to tell you that's a demonic spirit that has come through has been an open door watching the news all day
as an open door to a demonic spirit of fear. Always watching, this is shutting down, losing the job. These are all fears that open doors. But right now, God is saying, I break the spirit of fear. I break the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. That spirit has to go. It has to be broken. And you can just, you can roll with it, Jenny, whatever you feel to pray, we just keep going for it. Yeah, just repeat after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce all demonic activity in my life. I renounce witchcraft. I renounce sorcery. I renounce magic. I renounce spells, incantations, all occult practices in the name of Jesus, all satanic rituals. I renounce manipulation and control. I renounce hatred, rage. You just need to start going down the line and just casting it out and saying, I renounce it. I'm closing every door in the name of Jesus. Father, I forgive those that I need to forgive right now. God, even those things that I have buried and hidden, God, I thank you that you will bring it to my remembrance by the Holy Ghost now. I thank you, God, that I cannot do it in my own strength, but God, in your strength, able to forgive i'm able to release and i release those things now in the mighty name of jesus so we break the curse of witchcraft over your family we break it all the way back generations to 60 generations we break it back all that way right now in the name of jesus on your mother's side is broken on your father's side is broken over your children it is broken it cannot go any further Every demon of witchcraft that's hiding, creeping, crawling, come up and out now. And out. Every bit of it. Come up and out. Everything that's hiding in traumatic experiences, come up and out. Everything that's hiding in the memory recall, come up and out now in the name of Jesus. I command you by the power and authority of Christ, come up and out. You have to go out of the home, out of objects in the home, out of things that they have brought in. Come up now loose your hold off of them this day in the name of Jesus and I thank you God that the Holy Ghost is here oh I thank the Holy Ghost that you're covering us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet every part of us is filled you need to say in the comment right now God fill me up Holy Ghost fill me up I don't care if you've been filled uh, go ahead and say it again God, fill me up. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing torn apart. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm walking in the light. God's light is on me right now in the name of Jesus. Every bit of darkness is running scared. It's trembling at the sound of Jesus's name. Every time I say Jesus, every demon starts to freak out. Every time I say Jesus, every demon has got to go. They're running scared right now. They thought they were going to stay, but oh, the gig is up. Devil, you got to go. We evict you with the Holy Ghost. We calm down the fire of heaven. Burn anything in us that is not of you. Any thinking, any fear, any sin, any ways of reacting that's not of you, God. We give you a full reign. Come and do what you want to do. God, we repent. If we said things, if we thought things, if we've done things that we didn't even know against you, God, we repent of it right now. God, I repent of it right now. God, search my heart. Fill me up, God. Search my heart. See if there be any wicked way within me and lead me in the way of everlasting, God. I give you my life today, tomorrow, the next day, forevermore. God, it's yours. I do not belong to the enemy. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my master. And this day forward, I will only serve.
getting free. Thank you, God, that you're sending in your peace. Shalom. Jesus is with you. He's given you peace. There won't be torment. There's peace now. I prophesy to you that this is your season of peace and deliverance. God is with you. I just feel so strongly that there are so many women on here. That yes. You have been so utterly broken and shamed and under condemnation and guilt and feeling like you don't matter. You cannot live up to the standard that you see. And I break that off of you in the name of Jesus. Rise now and shine for your light has come. You are not overlooked. You're not forgotten. You're not a throwaway. You're not trash. You're not nothing. You are something. You are amazing. You are beloved. You are accepted. You are God. You are a daughter of the king. And every lie that the enemy is whispering, I literally see demons whispering and telling secrets to you and you believing that it's your own. And then you're speaking it out. And these whispers, they sound like this. I'll never be able to do that. I'll never succeed at that. I'm not a good prayer. I don't know how to worship. I'll never be. Those are the lies of the enemy. And with the sword of the spirit, the word of God, I come and I cut that lie off you. I command that demon to shut its mouth right now. Be free in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you guys, the presence of God is moving. There's healing breaking out. Whatever you need, this is your time right now. The presence of God is flowing in this broadcast. People are getting delivered. I'm reading the chat, guys. Let me know in the chat what you're experiencing, what you're feeling. I'm hearing a lot of people say they're experiencing the power of God. There's people right now saying they're throwing up, they're gagging. There's a couple people that said that they felt like they're getting completely delivered. And so guys, I'm telling you, God is doing something. Someone just said, man, I'm crying, I'm getting delivered. Praise the Lord. God is doing something right now, guys. We're not praying some religious prayers. You know, Jenny, I wanna say this. Number one, you've been on here for almost two hours. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be on the broadcast. It means so much to me. I would love to have you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot since there's 2,500 people watching. I would love to have you on again in the near future. You're just a voice of revival, of awakening. Um, you really are raising up a group of men and women women to preach the gospel, to deliver people. And a lot of these women do need to see a, a bold a bold woman preaching the way you're preaching, doing deliverance the way you're doing deliverance and bringing that that fire and that anointing. So I just want to say thank you so much, guys. I want to say something quickly. I need all of you. Listen, she's been on this broadcast for almost two hours. We've poured out, we've preached. She shared her testimony, which by the way, was incredible. Please, please, please. She's She will not say this, but I could say this because it's my page. I want everybody tonight uh, you have one assignment. Now, I'm going to ask you to sew. Obviously, if you can sew, there's links there, um, right there on screen, on the thing. And I'll read all the donations after I get her off here. But I want all of you to do one thing. Please go to her website and buy something. Please. I'm going tonight. I'm going tonight to buy that. Do you have that in a sweatshirt? Yeah. I actually, Stephen and I are sending you and your wife these. So do not buy Yes. Them. Okay. Yes. I need that. I need that in a sweatshirt because I, I want to wear that. Um, so I was just going to go while she's sending it to me, y'all. So I got the VIP, but guys, please go online. I'll have my wife go on a shopping spree anyways, because I want to just sew in anyways, but guys, I want to make sure that you guys get on this. It's the third link in the chat is our clothing line. I have a directly linked guys. So look, there's the, there's the link. Well, let me see where are you guys at. There you are. There's the link. It's the third link. If you click that link, 
It's gonna take you directly to her clothing. Look at that. One button, I got right to her website. You can order right there from off your phone. Please, 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 guys. It's right there, guys. Pinned in the comments. Everyone can see it. It's linked there. It'll be there for good. So if you wanna come back later and see it in the comments, also, guys, I want to say her page is linked in the description. And so I also want you to go on her page because you'll be able to find all her streams, her school, her internship. She does entrepreneurship stuff. She teaches how to do Facebook lives. She does everything, guys. And so I want you to follow her there. That's that's her main page that you could follow. And it has her website, her clothing. All of her stuff is on there. I see you, Kelton. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. Yes. So all your stuff, all her stuff is there. And then Jenny, go ahead. If you want to say anything else, too, before we we end it here, if you want to plug anything else or let them know where they can find you. Um, yeah, so my website, I mean, I'm so like reading the comments that I'm like, I know you're plugging me and you know, you never have to do that, but I'm just reading the comments and I just feel so strongly that healing is breaking come on, out. Come I on. Mean, this broadcast is really powerful guys. This was all Jesus, but I literally see migraines being healed. I see arthritis being healed. I see somebody had some burning and pain in their ears. I seen that it's like an ear infection. Come on. The ear infection has been healed. Um, chronic migraines have been healed in the name of Jesus. This broadcast, someone's been dealing with autoimmune deficiency and Come God on. is healing you. It actually was connected to a spirit of rejection, which connected itself to witchcraft. And you got deliverance and God's literally going to show you his mighty hand of healing as well. And so I've seen that. I see, I know it's called arthritis is being healed. All that pain, all that rigidness, like being trapped. That's being healed. It's broken in the name of Jesus. So keep pressing in. I know you guys are saying you're throwing up your gagging. Listen, let the Lord do what he wants to do. Isaiah, you plugged me enough. You have, <laughs> you plugged me more than I plugged I, I do it because I know you won't. So I have to do it for you because I know you're not going to. Thank you. Jenny, we're going to definitely have you on soon. We got to stay connected. We got to do some more stuff together because I really believe that God's, you know, God's given you and me this message of raising people up for deliverance. God has given us the, this following for a reason. And I feel That's like right. one of the ways that we're able to be responsible with the following God's given us is by properly training them. And so yes. I don't even think we get to choose. I think we're obligated to teach people how to do it. People say, well, I don't feel that's my calling. I think it's everybody's calling to train yes. people up for warfare. Everyone's going thank you in the chat to Jenny. Come on, guys. I want you to type one if you want Jenny to come back on the broadcast. And there's going to be, we're just going to go up without a thousand comments here. Also, guys, we always say it every week, don't dine and dash. If you are blessed tonight, there's still 2,300 of you. You know, so in, even if it's $5, $10 with 2,300 people, $5 is insane. And we're not, we don't do the 30-minute, 40-minute offerings. There's nothing wrong with doing that. We just don't do that here. So, guys, so into what God is doing. And Jenny, we got to have you back on soon. Let's stay in touch. It. Let's stay connected. Really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. I love it. I would totally come back. You have an amazing audience. They're so interactive. They're going crazy right now with the ones. So amazing. Thank you guys so much. And I'm going to be praying. I'm going to go back through Isaiah and like tomorrow and the awesome. next day, just look through the comments and just keep praying for people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. We appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye guys. God bless you. Wow, guys, how crazy was this tonight? I'm telling you guys, God is moving. I think you guys, you guys just broke my, my chat again. You broke my screen chat with all the ones. We're definitely going to bring her back, guys. We do have some awesome guests coming up in the next week, so stay tuned. Friday night, listen, there's over 2,000 of you. Don't get off. Friday night at 6 o'clock, I'm going to be doing a training on the deliverance minister. 
unless God changes it. But as of right now, I'm going to give you some characteristics and some attributes that you got to have if you're serious about deliverance. So if you're serious about driving out demons, casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, I need you on this broadcast on Friday because I'm going to be giving you some strategies and some insight on what do you need as a deliverance minister, as an exorcist. Okay, an exorcist is one that drives out demons. You've been called to be an exorcist. I'm going to be giving some steps on how to becoming an effective exorcist. I'm going to tell you guys that on Friday night at six o'clock. So don't miss that guy. So into what God is doing before you jump off. I have Venmo is at Isaiah Saldivar. I have PayPal. Some of you are asking to see the family. There's the family right there. Oh, thank you. I got four little girls. There's the family. My Venmo's on screen. My Zelle is on screen. My PayPal is on screen. My partnership. Pray about becoming a monthly partner, guys. We're reaching about 600 to 800,000 people per week, 800, 600 to 800,000 views per week on social media with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, pray about becoming a monthly partner on the website. We'll give you 70 messages, 25% off the merch store, and a bunch of other perks by becoming a monthly partner. Here's what I want to say about the Deliverance Network. We are starting a Deliverance Network. Guys, listen, I'm having a meeting tomorrow on, oh yeah, if you're still watching from YouTube, hit the subscribe button, all right, I'm, I'm ending the YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.